All information contained in this podcast is general in nature and does not consider your individual circumstances. You should consider the appropriateness of this information with regards to your individual objectives, financial situation and needs. Welcome to Sharing More Than The Sheets, a podcast to help you and your partner make better financial and lifestyle decisions so that you can both focus on the things that you love. I'm your host, Michael Curry, financial planner, green thumb, husband, and just dad. Most people buy a house in one stage of their life. And as we all know, time goes on and that person's life stage can change. For example, you could be somebody that bought a house when you were single and you are now married. Or you could be somebody that bought a house when you had no children and now the family is growing or your needs are changing. Today, I wanted to talk about renovating your house versus buying a new one. And depending on when you're listening to this episode, the property market could be in different stages, you know, and it could be a really good time to buy, it could be a really good time to sell. But it's, this is a question I get a lot from clients when they ask me this question, because, you know, the, the, the we're in a society at the moment where if something doesn't work, we'll chuck it out, we'll buy a new one, you know, or if it's starting to play if, if you know if it doesn't suit its need anymore we just buy a new one and I feel like we need to change our mindset and we need to change the way we look at things there are some situations where selling a house and buying a new one may be a really good idea and you know it and it has its pros and cons like for example if you were to buy a new house essentially you know what you're buying you know, if, if you're buying, especially if it's a new build, you know, you, you essentially, you know, like let's say you need a four bedroom house or you need something with a bigger living room, for example, you essentially can inspect a house. You could make sure it's what you want, or you could put plans together with your architect or your builder and you know what you're getting basically in most cases. The other advantage is that it's a chance to declutter. So moving houses, you know, anyone that's moved houses will know this. But there are a lot of advantages of decluttering. Um, you know, when you start putting things into boxes, you're like, okay, do I really need this? No, probably not. Oh, wow, these are the pants that used to fit me five years ago, but they don't fit me anymore or, or whatever it may be. So it's, it's a good chance to declutter moving houses. And the other thing is having a fresh start. You know, um, they say a change is as good as a holiday, you know. So, you know, um, a fresh start could mean having new neighbors. It could be changing your routine. It could be getting new furniture for the house, just freshening things up and just readjusting your life um, or, you know, your physical environment around your life. The disadvantages, however, is that the costs can be pretty expensive. You know, moving a house, moving houses is expensive because you've got um, selling costs and selling your house, you know, paying the agent um, his or her commission. Um, you've got loan application fees, potentially um, closing costs of a loan, um, moving, so you know, getting hiring um, removalists, or even if you're doing it yourself, it still costs time and money. And there are a few extra costs that come with that. Um, you know, last minute repairs, and you know, to your existing house or to the new house, or fixing up the house, getting it ready to sell, all that type of stuff. You know, maybe having to paint the walls because they're all scratched from the kids. The other thing is the financing. You know, sometimes you may not get approved for a loan, you know, for, for another home loan, um, whether you're buying something more expensive or even, for, or even for the same price. If your circumstances change and you're not earning the same income you were earning when you first applied for your first home loan, there's a chance you may not be approved for the second. 
Um, and the third thing is probably the biggest in, um, one, which which is the inconvenience. You know, the the fact that you're having to move everything around, put it in boxes. Um, some people will take days off work, if not weeks off work to move, um, even if they've got removalists doing it for them. There is an inconvenience factor there because you're not just living your life, you're having to readjust literally everything. So, and there's a lot of opportunity costs with that, especially if you're self-employed, having to take time off work, again, can cost you a lot of money. On the other hand, renovating your home, again, could be an option. And I say could be because you need to really do some research to look into the costs. Um, In a lot of cases, it does work out cheaper, depending on what the renovation is, obviously. And I just say that because you don't have to pay moving costs. You don't need to go through all the things that I mentioned earlier. And the need that you have will obviously dictate whether renovating is better or not. For example, if you just need an extra bedroom in the house, and if you have a garage that you're not using, that may be an option. If you just need more storage, there may be a way to have more storage in the house, you know, by knocking down a wall or building in storage or moving things around or making the the dining room a kitchen and making the living room the dining area and expanding the other dining area, for example. So this is this involves a lot of research. It involves talking to a builder to know what the actual costs are. And again, depending on when you're listening to this episode, renovating could be really, really expensive if there's a really high demand for tradies and materials. So this is where it pays to do your research to, to, to weigh up whether it actually is going to be cheaper or not. The other thing as well, and this is where it helps to talk to a qualified credit specialist, like a, a broker, for example, or a lending specialist, but you can sometimes use your equity from your house to pay for the renovation. So even if you have no savings at all, there's a chance if you have equity in your property, so if your property has gone up in value since you purchased it, there's the ability to potentially draw down equity from your property, so to take a loan out for the renovation. And the other advantage, which is probably one of my favorite ones, is you stay where you are. So you're not having to move, you're not having to relocate, there's no switching fees. And if you love your neighbors, you know, there isn't the risk of moving somewhere where you're going to hate your neighbors. So it's, you know, the benefit there is you could essentially stay where you are. Your life may not change too much, but you have the ability to continue your current routine. You may not need to take time off work, maybe just a day to move things around. But that's probably all it's going to be. The disadvantage of renovating, and this is something that anyone will tell you that's renovated anything in the house, is that it can get complicated. Especially if you're not using a builder or someone that's managing the whole project for you. It can get really time consuming, you know, waiting for tradies, waiting for materials, things, surprises. There are always surprises. Always. There's always something that was unexpected. I'd probably say 99% of the time. You know, and for that reason, things can get really messy. Things can get really disruptive, you know, especially if there are surprises. You could potentially end up in a situation where you thought it was going to cost you this much, but it ends up costing you this much because of these surprises. And and sometimes depending on your renovation, you may need to actually relocate while the work's being done as well. You know, obviously depending on the, the layout of your house and where the renovation's actually happening. The other thing as well is sometimes people can overcapitalize. So, you know, they're in an area where the average house price, for example, is 600,000 and they go and spend 200 grand on a renovation. And the question there is if that person was to decide to sell their house tomorrow, would they actually get that money back? Now, it depends on the area that you're in. 
some people don't mind overcapitalizing because it's a house that they know they will be in for the next 20 or 30 years. But it is something to really, really take into account because the question there then becomes, okay, yes, you may want to be in the house for a really long time, but if you're now overcapitalizing, it may actually be cheaper to just buy a new house. So again, this is where it comes down to doing your research, talking to a person that's licensed to give advice on property to actually see how much would you actually get if you sold your house? How much would it cost to buy the house that suits your needs? What's it going to cost to renovate? Does this figure work out better than this figure, basically? So just some simple maths, but just to actually know, you know, to make an educated decision. And probably the other big disadvantage, the the, the last one that I can think of is when renovations are done to a house, in a lot of cases, they'll need some sort of council approval. Now, this can increase your costs because you need to engage a potentially a private certifier, engineer. If you have a builder, they take care of a lot of this for you most of the time, but it's having to talk to the council, get their permission, find out what the rules are, find out how you need to do these renovations. You know, is there asbestos in the house? Does it need approval from the council? Does it, you know, do you need to engage a certifier? This can all increase costs. It can all increase complexity and it can also increase the time frame it takes in building as well. So again, it's there's definitely not a single answer to this question. As you can tell, there are you know so many different scenarios, but I can confidently say that most of the time when I talk to my clients about their situation, they work out, and when we go through this exercise together, they work out most of the time that it actually is easier to stay where they are and just do the renovation that they need so that the house then suits their needs. You know, whether it's, as I said, adding in an extra bedroom or adding in an office if you now work from home, or if it's clearing some trees in the backyard so there's more space for the kids to play. Or, you know, I had a client once where they wanted to move. They loved everything. They loved their neighbors. They loved their house. They loved everything. But they had no room for the kids to play or they had nowhere for the dog to run around. And I looked at their backyard and it was humongous. And yeah, it was messy. You know, there was trees everywhere. There was logs. There was building material. There was always different things because um, the, the, the husband was a tradie. But we just had a chat and worked out, well, hold on a second. If you just clear half the stuff, clear the trees, go and hire some sort of storage facility um, to store all your building materials and whatever whatever he had in the backyard, God knows what it was. He would then, and they would then both have a backyard that the kids could play in and the dog could run around in. And we worked out that that was actually going to be cheaper than selling or even renovating. Um, and well, they never they never had to renovate, but it was going to be cheaper than selling their house and buying another one, having to pay an agent to sell their house, having to pay stamp duty, buying the new house as well. That's something I forgot to mention, and potentially having terrible neighbors. You know, so it, it could be literally just as simple as that. Because as I said earlier, we live in a society where if something is broken or if it doesn't suit our needs, we just chuck it out and get a new one. And I feel that this does need to change. I feel like. We need to readjust how we look at things and we need to just take a step back. And this is where it helps to talk to someone like a financial advisor or in this case, even like a builder would help you. But just an outsider's perspective, just have someone look into it, into your situation to work out, okay, this is what you need. Can you achieve that with what you currently have? So this episode, today's episode is it's quite basic, it's quite simple, but it's really important because it's it's one of those, um, I'm hoping it'll help some people make clearer decisions when they 
you know, looking at their house and thinking, okay, you know, what do I do now? What, what What's our best course of action? Um, as you can tell, it involves research. As you can tell, there is definitely no one size fixed all scenario. And if you can make this decision, hopefully it could lead to your family being happier, feeling better and living in the house that suits them and their needs for many years to come. Thanks for joining us on sharing more than the sheets. Please make sure you subscribe to be updated with future episode releases and feel free to share this episode with any friends or family that you think it might benefit. Please visit us at sharingmorethanthesheets.com.au to submit questions or requests for future podcast topics. These podcasts have been brought to you by Better Financial Planning Australia. To book a 15-minute phone chat, visit betterfinancialplanning.com.au.